0: Welcome to Building Healthy Relationships, the Four Habits Podcast, helping you enjoy better harmony at home, thrive at work, and win at life. Here are your hosts, Dr. Andrea and John Taylor Cummings, recognized authorities on the subjects of improving work relationships and cultures, as well as couple and home relationships.
1: Welcome back to the b-side as we promised of the podcast why can't they just be more like me and what we wanted to do was just bring the conversation about differences and how to embrace difference we wanted to bring that alive by sharing Mm. two or three examples of how we've seen it play out especially in the workplace and
2: uh, maybe you want to kick off john with the experience with that
1: medical group
2: Absolutely, it, it was so powerful just to see them talk about it. So we, we did some work with a, a group of medics, yeah, um, and they wanted to understand a bit more about each other, and it was part of the, an away day they had, wasn't it? They were leading they
1: were a at, practice, weren't they? Leading a practice, yeah. and they
2: wanted to look at the strategy and how they move forward, etc. Was really interesting. Is we did the uh, personality model with them and we had them do it self self report do it themselves and then took them through an analysis of it and what was really interesting to see was profile wise there were mainly uh, golden retrievers and beavers which when you think about it, it shouldn't be that big a surprise. No, because that's so this is, nurturing. This is, not, this they, they, is They're caring for people. They care about people.
1: And um, the attention to detail, which goes with giving is good lives medical care. This we're talking care. about now,
2: so <laughs> you, you've got to be, be very careful and be detailed. So should have been no surprise, but it was really interesting to see it come through in the results. Yeah. Because it was sort of, I don't know, 80% of them were very high in golden retriever and beaver. Uh, some, there was some lion, lion in there as well, um, not very much on the otter front.
1: But probably just one person. Yeah. And but that was
2: that was re- re- that, that was absolutely the point because they also realized that they uh, they were struggling to recruit new people uh, in this world now it 's a very competitive world, trying to get talent um, and they were struggling to recruit uh, junior doctors
1: well, if you unpack that some more it's the long hours and the kind of uh, sacrifices and commitment that you need to make as a doctor. Mm. Values have changed a yeah. lot, especially post COVID, and people want more flexibility. So they were exactly. struggling under the old, um, the old guard, I suppose. The expectation of this is how we did it in our years as junior doctors. So this is how. Yeah. Any going, junior doctor should expect to Going to, to the market
2: life. now and just saying, this is how we've done it in the past. We want to just do the same thing. Will you come and be a doctor with us? People are like, nope, I want something different. I want yeah, more flexibility. That's not my life. I'm going to vote on yep. my feet. So they realized actually that there had been some suggestions that had come in uh, from some of these. The, the one otter, I think, or a couple of otters in the, in, the, in the wider team, but they hadn't really given them the due attention. And quite often those ideas were shut, shut down. So actually there was a realization from their side of, actually, we're not naturally... Those otters, those creative people, those lots of different the ideas. Innovators,
1: people. that's not them. So we need and to listen to those
2: people more. That's the point. Made to it hard more, to hear them. Made yeah. it hard to hear. Listen to those people more. Give them more time because that's absolutely what they needed to succeed in the world going forward. Yes, they needed the skills of their their you know golden retriever and their beaver, but they needed the otter skills as well. In this. so it was really interesting for them to do that exercise. And And realize, hmm, yes, we've got our strengths, but we've got some blind spots, some serious blind spots which could impact our business going forward
1: and that uh, just me about it that just um underscores the point that whenever you have this predominance of one or two personality mm. types or one or two groups of people as the majority, it's so easy to silence or exclude or not hear. The minority voice, Mm. even if that's exactly the voice and the perspective that you need to come up with a better solution. And in this case, that's exactly what they needed. The person who was coming up with the more creative, innovative ideas of how they could do things going forward Mm. wasn't even heard and actually gave up making those suggestions because it just didn't fit with the way everybody else thought yeah. so it was good that they got it
2: and they left thinking we need to give more space we had a blind spot so and un- you know unrecognized blind spots is a big old thing you had another brilliant example of that didn't you when you did some work with the armed forces a little while ago
1: that and and you know thinking about it is the same message but a, a different, different experience concept, different expression, yeah. so with the armed forces there was this leadership group of about eight uh people as it happened they were all eight white middle-aged men looking on the group you would think there is no diversity mm-hmm. they're all on the same page but as you observed the kind of body language seven of them went off to one table and one guy sat by himself so being somebody who's very attuned <laughs> to behavior change and culture, that, that got my up. attention. Uh-huh. And it played out when we did the personality profiles, because the seven who were together were the natural lions, the kind, of and, and maybe otters as well, the go-getters eat challenges for breakfast, get things done, that kind of let's get on and let's make it happen personality. The one guy was very much the beaver, the attention to detail, let's not move until we've Mm. crossed every T, dotted every I. And as it played out, what was happening was he was excluded from the group. He wasn't seen as a fun guy to be around. He was always the party pooper, the one saying, no, you can't because of the research or be careful of this or watch out for this. He was their safety valve and they didn't realize it. But when we plotted the, the, the team against the different areas of strength, mm. there was a big gaping hole around risk and safety, except for this one guy. And in a heartbeat, they all said, oh, my gosh, We need to be more like him. We need to give more space to hear what he's saying. You know, you're talking about the armed forces, risk and safety is a big deal. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And he was the only one who was paying attention to those things. And, uh, you know, you could see him inflate. It's like Mm -hmm. he finally got the respect the attention, the sense of value for the skills that he was bringing just by going through this uh, personality profile and exercise and seeing where there was a blind spot. And this one guy, even though he was kind of chewed up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because of the, the 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 you know just the comments microaggressions really that mm-hmm. he had to be dealing with all the time just to do his job well they they realized that they were giving him a hard time and not not appreciating the strength that only he he had was something offering. they didn't have yeah
2: and something the business absolutely he needed needed for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, and we see that all the time. So there's another example we wanted to share with you of diverse, neurodiversity, yeah. which is um, clearly a conversation is being had in lots of organizations at the moment, the recognition that people are wired differently, they think differently. How do we get to work together? And there's this one client we had, didn't we, who uh, she was sharing with us how she thinks differently. And she has this amazing ability to analyze lots and lots of data so you know if, if there's a big problem they have a big problem to solve and there's lots of data around it she can literally in one evening read through a hundred research documents and just blitz it and come up with a, with a solution you know this is what we need to do mm-hmm. most people that would take them days if not weeks to go through they read a few it might read five ten articles you're bored you put it down she just has this natural ability to just stick to it and just make sense of the data. That's what yeah. she does. Her brain is wired in that way. Now, she recognizes it's a real superpower, but equally, she recognizes that other things that don't ask her to do them. Yeah, <laughs> She is just not good at project management, at delivering. So, yes, and we've now got the it, idea of what we need to do. Go and I was
1: going to say, and even how she speaks to people sometimes. Exactly. She's, they have such a safe environment yeah. and such a strong team culture that she's given... Her colleagues' permission to call her out whenever she says mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. that lands badly because
2: she knows that she just she
1: doesn't have that awareness. Yeah,
2: yeah. But what's really helpful there is recognizing her superpower and her manager recognizing her superpower. What the manager does is he always makes sure he surrounds her with people that can help.
1: Yeah, she so has a team. She wherever she it's of goes, wherever she goes, it's
2: a team of three. She has project manager. I can't remember the third person is as well. More
1: admin. I more think. admin. Okay. Yeah.
2: Um. But she is bringing this superpower. Don't ask her to do other things. She might be able to do some, she would really struggle with some of them like the delivery, the project management, et cetera, but together that team of three always delivers and delivers powerful results. So really just understanding that some people are wired differently and giving them the space in which to work in their strength and not punishing them because they can't do other things yeah. <laughs> because if you punish punish them for the other things and they end up leaving the organization you're going to miss out on that real superpower that they have and they're bringing to the yeah. party so yeah. Yeah. some really really powerful yeah. examples there yeah. and and we have these examples we've given you three work examples there we've had examples of this in our domestic relationship as well, well how differences how can play out yeah it's, it's it's what how... got us into this and really helped us uh Move forward, what were you going to say?
1: I was going to say it's how we have learned to divide roles between yeah. us, for example. So you'll do, some of it is assumption, the difference in assumptions we have mm-hmm. over, you know, what the husband should do or what the wife should do. But you'll do more of the numbers. The husband should based. do the easy
2: things and the wife the difficult <laughs> things. Isn't,
1: isn't that right? Yeah, but who determines what's <laughs> um, easy? Uh, so you naturally do more of the admin Licenses, finance, the numbers, and so on. Don't you? Well, but in the way that we run the business together, because
2: yeah. of the of the um, the detail stuff that I'm used mm-hmm. to doing and I'm I and I, I enjoy doing um, because when it comes to working on the finance, even the finances around the house, I'll work through spreadsheets mm-hmm. and put everything together and do all the the analysis in there, which you can do as well. You, I just get more more. I would say satisfaction oh, from doing it, but it's just. I'll do it and I'll, I'll enjoy playing with the spreadsheet and getting stuff out of it. Mm. But after a while, I think you're kind of done with that.
1: Yeah. Once I get the bottom line, I'm not interested in the detail. Yeah. (laughs)
2: But, but I mean, as I say, that's one example. There are loads of examples we could share. There's another one I was going to thinking of early, earlier back in our relationship when we were out at a, um, at at the Bedouin camp Mm -hmm. on a trip, one holiday trip to Egypt. I think it was, yeah, it was Egypt um, with the Bedouins there. And there was a activity going on after dinner which uh, around the circle around, around the, the circle down around the fire bonfire with eaten now is now time to go and dance around the bonfire which andrew thought what a great idea and i thought what a silly idea what do you <laughs> want to go do that for but back then she was trying to get me to go with her so, come on john let's go pulling my hand let's go dance around the fire i'm like no that's not really my thing um anyway what we realized very quickly thankfully what was going on here was a personality difference yeah so i said why don't you go you go and have fun and I'll stay here and watch. And she went, and she loved it dancing around the fire. And I loved watching her dance around the fire. But if she had persuaded me to go with her and dance, and I had gone, I'd have been miserable
1: and, and upset with me after,
2: and upset with her after. So not, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have really worked. So yeah. what really worked was to understand that we had different differences, different um, expectations of what was going to be fun and allowing each other to just do what was the fun thing for us. Yeah,
1: allowing us the space to just enjoy it the yeah. way that we enjoyed it best. Yeah. So so many more examples that we could share, but I think we're going to we're going to wrap it there really by sharing the essence of what we're talking about. You know, there are five key things that we identify as being the, the real benefits of mm-hmm. understanding differences, especially personality differences mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. using this simple animal model the first is the model because you can carry it in your head allows you to have a common language and a, a, a way of describing your experiences that the other person gets, so we'll say to each other, okay you've been a little bit too lion here, meaning yep. you, you, you know, one or the other of us has been a little bit too pushy a little bit too opinionated and in in a heartbeat, we know we need to soften, mm-hmm. we need to leave room for somebody else's perspective. So it really helps to create this common language for communicating mm-hmm. and understanding each other better. Um It also helps us get the point which we know intellectually, but we don't tend to get in a way that we live it out. And it's that there's our view of the world mm-hmm. and there are at
2: least three others. At least three. <laughs> they, they could be 15, 16, depending on which model you use. But Yeah. There are at least three for your one view. Actually, there are...
1: Seven points, how many billion (laughs) in the world? There's so many different views. We're all unique. So just knowing this model uh, helps us see that we're positioned here and people can be positioned somewhere else and Mm. leave space for different voices. That's the second point. The third point is depending on how we're wired or personality tendencies, we'll see different things. We'll have different priorities. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, There'll be mm -hmm. different things that we focus on. So in a meeting, one person might be focused on the numbers or what's the bottom line impact. Somebody else will be focused on, but what's the bigger picture? What are we trying to get to? Another person will be saying, "What's the impact on the people? Yeah. How will it leave them feeling? Can we, you know, will they come along with us?" You know, so lots of different viewpoints that can create a richer discussion. But we need to recognize that people will have different priorities and different focus
2: areas, so and, we can and, hear each other better. I was going to say, and different expectations. So when you're under pressure, sometimes something has to give. Yeah, and either it's you deliver at a hundred percent. Or and you deliver, or you deliver at one hundred percent and you're late, or you deliver at eighty percent and you're on time. Yeah, and people will choose differently depending on their personality type. And the question is, what do you need for this particular situation? Yeah, so uh, just understanding that's also very important.
1: And being able to hear the different voices will help you to make the better choice because you'd have considered it from lots Absolutely. of different angles. So yeah, the third thing is priority errors. The fourth thing is. People who are your diametric opposites, meaning Mm -hmm. they have totally different strengths, totally different blind spots. They're just wired so differently to you. They're likely to be the most frustrating people to work with because they're just so different. You don't get each other at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the fifth thing is if. You could just you develop the skills to work through those differences. Your diametric opposites, people who you think you're just not on the same page and you can't get, they're likely to make the best teammates because they will have strengths that aren't even on your radar. Hmm. So that grating, that frustration, whenever you find it difficult to work with somebody, we really need to learn to push through that and discover what strengths are they bringing that we can't even see, we're not even aware that it's a skill area that we're missing or a, a gift, you know, an, an ability that we're missing. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to add to that?
2: No, I think I think that's absolutely it. The, the, of, of the examples that we've shared, I think that makes the point here. Mm-hmm. Um, and the recognition is there is real strength in differences. Yeah. Um, without those differences there are loads of blind spots we've got to watch out for so again we said in 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 side a um the question the wrong question we're asking is why can't they just be more like me that that question is absolutely not the question we should be asking here we should be saying how can we have more difference around us how can we how can we surround ourselves with people who think differently act differently process differently approach things differently if we want to get the best result because that's where the real magic comes when you have those differences. Now, as Sandra said, having those different people around us means we've got more challenge because they approach things differently. And why are they doing it like that? We've got to get over those challenges. But if we can do that, then we get to the point where we can now start to work in harmony and we can actually identify, close those gaps And identify things that we wouldn't have thought of on our own and take things to the next level. So really important to do that.
1: Yeah, it's about leveling up our relational skills so that we can do the problem solving and the innovation and creativity around issues we haven't even realized we need to address yet. But as the world moves fast, uh, becomes more global, more diverse in our Client base, customer base, employee base—the better we need to get at embracing difference yeah. and still creating that environment where we can all thrive, work together to give off our
2: best, and come up with the best solutions. Absolutely. So there you go. So there was a little B side. We thought we'd add that one in there, give you some of the practical examples, yeah, to, to really make the point, drive that home. But again, the question shouldn't be why can't they be more like me? It could, really should be. What else can we be doing to have difference around us and and get the best results that way? Yeah, Thanks for being with us and see you in the next episode. See you in the next one.
0: Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you did and you want to hear more, the best thing to do is subscribe. Then you'll never miss an episode. There's a new one every Friday. You can stay connected with us on social media at The Four Habits for updates, behind-the-scenes content, and to participate in discussions related to the show. We always love to hear from you. And of course, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on your preferred platform to allow us to reach more listeners and help people around the globe radically transform the way they do relationships so they too can enjoy better harmony at home, thrive at work, and win at life.